Matt Schaff of DraftSharks.com here to preview the Week 10 DFS main slate for you. No Jared Smola with me today. He, of course, is on just day four of having a new baby as I record this. So, understandably needing a little extra time this week. But I know you're still looking for DFS help. So, I hit up Jared for his favorite players on the DraftKings main slate this week. And I also asked our pal Kevin English for his focus players on FanDuel. And I'm going to run through the top five names that each of those guys gave me for each site. You can find articles from Jared and Kevin on DraftSharks.com, highlighting more plays for cash games and tournament play in the DFS main slate on each of those sites. And of course, you can use the DraftSharks lineup generator, start building yourself some money-winning lineups and then exporting them and entering them into your favorite contests. First up, Jared's picks on DraftKings. If you don't play on DK and you want just the goods for FanDuel, Check the timestamp in the show notes below, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the pod, you can skip right to whatever area of the show is going to help you most. DK picks up first, fresh from Jared Smola, Jared Goff at quarterback this week, 6,400 bucks in DK salary. Jared highlights him as a tournament pivot versus Cincinnati's Joe Burrow, who's $6,800 on DraftKings. Jared Goff has three games of 25-plus DraftKings points behind him this season. This week, he faces a Chargers defense that ranks dead last in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. The Lions enter the game with 25.75 implied points from the Vegas numbers. That's third highest on the main slate. So there should be plenty of points. I think the only question is, what if Detroit scores more of them on the ground? That's a risk, but we're not about avoiding risk in DFS. We're about looking for guys who can score points. And Jared Goff could get you those points at a lower rostered rate than some other quarterbacks. Running back, we got Travis Etienne from the Jaguars at 7,100 bucks. Jared calls him a cash and tourney play. Travis Etienne's averaging 18.9 carries and 4.4 targets per game this year, 20 and a half carries and 4.8 targets per game over just the last four. He faces a 49ers run defense that you might look at and think, oh, Travis Etienne's in trouble, but it's overrated. 25th in run defense DVOA for the season, 16th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. The Niners have really not faced a whole lot at running back so far, but they have allowed 28 DK points in a game to Kyron Williams, 27.2 combined to Cleveland's Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. And then just last week, 20 to Joe Mixon, not last week, but the week before, before the bye, of course, 20 DK points to Joe Mixon, arguably his best game of the season so far. So not as scary a matchup as you might think. Travis Etienne looks like an attractive play at an affordable price and maybe a lower roster rate because of that perceived matchup. At wide receiver, the Seattle duo of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett stands out. DK Metcalf at 6,800, 700 more than Tyler Lockett in DK salary. They both, of course, benefit from facing the Washington Commanders, who rank dead last in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Washington has allowed the second most wide receiver yards and touchdowns. And Emmanuel Forbes has gone back into the lineup last week after previously being benched. I mean, that sure looks like good news for the matchup because among 98 qualifying cornerbacks for the season, Forbes ranks 75th in pro football focus coverage grade, 86th in passer rating allowed. 
you might see him on bottles of lighter fluid at the grocery store because he is flammable. Both Metcalf and Lockett will see Emmanuel Forbes in coverage. Metcalf probably a little bit more, and he is the deeper guy for where the passes have been going this year, but plenty of upside to both salary savings and Lockett. You can use both. You can use either, but consider the Seattle passing game as you build your DK lineups. And finally on DraftKings side at tight end, We've got Arizona's Trey McBride at 3,500 bucks. So not that tough a bet to make at that low salary. He is a cash lock. That's Jared's words. 17% projected ownership according to the lineup generator, which means you should at least consider fading Trey McBride in tournaments. Doesn't mean you have to. You can play some guys that have high roster rates, especially if they're decent bets to produce. And that's what Trey McBride looks like. It's just two games with different quarterbacks, but he really had no shot in last week's game to produce because of how poorly rookie quarterback Clayton Toon played in that game. But the positive from it is that Trey McBride got five targets. That was second on the team. It was 25% of the team total. That is a terrific target share for tight end. Of course, the change this week is Kyler Murray returns, and now they get an Atlanta defense that's 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends, as opposed to sixth best, sixth toughest against wide receivers. So it's a better matchup for Trey McBride than it is for Marquise Brown or anybody else in that Arizona pass offense. Now, again, the high projected rostered rate makes McBride a little bit risky if he doesn't pan out in a tournament lineup. But if he does, that high roster rate's not hurting you because you're getting points that other people are getting and you're getting the salary savings from a $3,500 tight end that works. That's it for the DraftKings side. Now let's switch over to FanDuel and get to Kevin's top five plays as you build your FanDuel lineups. We'll start there with Seattle quarterback Geno Smith. And I mean, it's the same matchup we already talked about with his wide receivers, but Geno Smith is affordable at $6,900 in FanDuel salary. He leads our FanDuel dollars per point. And I don't think that you really need too much more of a case made for his matchup because Washington's been terrific. Let's make note here of how sharp the marketplace is at this point. Despite how poorly Geno Smith played last week, he's currently projected for the second highest roster rate among quarterbacks by the numbers in our lineup generator. So I'm not calling that sharp because he's such a sure play that he should be the second most used quarterback this week. That's always arguable, but the market on whole is willing to collectively overlook Geno Smith's terrible performance at Baltimore last week and just chase an upside quarterback at a good price in a top shelf matchup against Washington this week. CJ Stroud, by comparison, fourth in rostered rate among quarterbacks. That's a projection, of course, again, in the lineup generator. And that projection, by the way, is going to change throughout the weekend. So make sure you check back before you're building your lineups. But CJ Stroud, even at fourth, is well behind the top three, uh, about half the market share of what Geno Smith is projected for right now. So CJ Stroud is fourth, but he's also in a range of quarterbacks that are all close together, despite coming off a rookie record setting week against the Buccaneers. So check those rostered rates for their quarterbacks as you're picking out your tourney QB. Don't let it necessarily drive your choice completely, but don't ignore it as you're making your plans for tournament lineups on FanDuel. At running back, I don't even know if I want to mention him because each of the past two weeks we threw Tony Pollard out there and it's been a fairly obvious choice every time. We mentioned Tony Pollard again this week and 
even though he let us down each of the past two weeks, his salary is up 1200 bucks on FanDuel this week to 7800 in spite of that poor performance, which usually drives a lot of the player's salary. What's driving it this week? The strength of that matchup against the Giants that makes him such a... I don't know if I want to say good, but let's let's go with sensible. Let's call Tony Pollard a sensible play because if it doesn't work for Tony Pollard this week against the Giants, it might just never work again. The Cowboys head into this game with the week's highest implied point total, 28 points by the Vegas numbers. They are favored by 17 points. If you don't make out as a healthy running back in that game situation against a soft and crumbling defense, you might want to consider retirement. So I'm not saying you have to play Tony Pollard this week, but he certainly makes sense. Now, I also think it makes sense to fade Tony Pollard in your tournaments because you can look at the lineup generators projections and see just how sensible a play he is this week. He leads all running backs in projected rostered rate, despite not having scored a touchdown since the last time he faced the Giants. So I think that there are enough other running back plays that you can fade Tony Pollard here and get away from perhaps another disappointing game for him because it's certainly possible that Dallas continues to do all its scoring through the air in this game. Over to wide receiver, we got another mention of Tyler Lockett. Kevin and Jared didn't collaborate on these picks, so if you see each guy pick out the same players across the sites, yeah, maybe it's a hint that that guy's in for a pretty solid fantasy week. Tyler Lockett, again, I mentioned the top shelf matchup with Washington, both with the wide receivers on DK and with Geno Smith on FanDuel. Obviously, Tyler Lockett makes for a stacking option with Geno Smith here. He checks in $500 cheaper in FanDuel salary than teammate DK Metcalf. Metcalf leads Lockett by 2.4 yards in dot for the year and about five and a half yards per catch. But Lockett leads Metcalf by 0.8 receptions per game, by nine percentage points in success rate. Lockett's tied for first in the league at 10 end zone targets. Metcalf is tied for third at nine. So good stat for both of those guys. Each player has just two touchdowns on those opportunities. So this is a potential get right spot or at least spike week for both of these players. You can consider both Metcalf and Lockett in your plans. You consider stacking both of them with Geno Smith. Even if you don't want to be on Seattle so much because you see a lot of rosters going that way, it's worth considering throwing one of these Seattle wideouts in your lineup, and Tyler Lockett is the cheaper option. Tank Dell, even cheaper than Tyler Lockett, obviously coming off a huge outing versus Tampa Bay. That followed three straight games of three receptions or fewer for Tank Dell. So he's certainly not a lock for numbers every week, and the matchup is tougher this week than it was last week. But there's also a little bit of a potential boost with Nico Collins dealing with a calf injury, missed Wednesday, missed Thursday. We'll see about his game status. That hasn't been announced as of this recording. Robert Woods is still coming off the foot injury that cost him last week's game. He remained limited in practice this week. So there's just a chance that Tank Dell even gains opportunity within his offense this week. He's headed for eye ownership like Tony Pollard, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to fade him in tournaments. But seventh in our FanDuel dollars per point rankings at wide receiver, Nobody above Tank Dell in that category has a lower salary. So you don't have to fade him. You can just put him in there and get different in other spots. If you do want to pivot off of $6,400 Tank Dell, I think Drake London at $6,500 looks like a good pivot. $100 more in FanDuel salary and a lot lower projected ownership 
as of Friday afternoon. Finally on FanDuel, we've got Trey McBride once again at $5,100 in FanDuel salary. He leads all our tight ends in FanDuel dollars per point. Easy play in cash unless you get to the end of your build, have extra salary left over, and just nowhere else that you want to throw it. He is also headed for the highest ownership level at the position. Check on Sunday morning to see just how high that is because right now it's about 13%. That's really not a level that should affect whether you play a tight end or not because that's less than a fifth of the field. So again, if Trey McBride works out at 13%, you want to be in that 13%. Of course, if it's higher than that and he does, you might want to get out of it. Another consideration at tight end, nowhere near Trey McBride's level and salary, but if you are building a tournament lineup and want ceiling and want low ownership, Mark Andrews, as we speak, $7,300 in salary, obviously a much different tournament build around that one, but he's projected for low ownership right now, 5% as of Friday afternoon, likely because of that matchup with Cleveland that does find a tough defense on the other side. It's probably also contributing that Baltimore has not been putting up big passing numbers in recent weeks, but We already saw this matchup play out once this year. We saw Baltimore pass 19 times in that first matchup. And guess what? Mark Andrews caught five balls for 80 yards and two touchdowns. So regardless of what the matchup is, regardless of what Baltimore needs to do throwing the ball, there will always be ceiling potential to Mark Andrews. So if he stays in the single digits, give him consideration for your FanDuel tournament lineups. You should also strongly consider using the DraftSharks lineup generator to build your DFS lineups for this week. Build out as many lineups as you want, export them, enter them into your favorite contest types, change the settings to alter how your teams are coming out. We've got lots of different customizable settings in there so you can build teams exactly the way you want to use the players that you want based on our projections for the week not just our baseline projections either but the ceiling projections adjusting for matchups check it out there are lots of things to control and it's worth your time of course the lineup generator and everything else that you'll find at draftsharks.com is there because we want to help you win your week 